Intelligence Committee, but never in the history of this country have we had such gross unfairness that one party would put armed guards with guns to prevent the duly authorized people from being able to hear the witnesses and see them for themselves. And then, oh, we hear from this resolution today, we're going to send you the depositions after we get through doctoring and looking at and editing the transcripts. We'll send you those so you have the evidence you need. That's not the kind of evidence that a coup should be based on. If we're going to have what they're trying to legalize as a coup, we ought to have a right to see each of those witnesses. And the only potential use for the deposition should be impeachment of those witnesses. Nothing else, not for anything substantive. The president's attorney, unlike in 74 and 98, were not allowed to be there, even see and hear the witnesses. So the references to this being a star chamber are not inappropriate. It's outrageous what's been going on for people who truly care about due process. Regarding the procedures now, the Judiciary Committee must operate pursuant to the procedures imposed by the chairman of the Rules Committee. Well, previously, one of the oldest committees in the House of Representatives, the Judiciary Committee, in prior impeachments, made the rules for the impeachment hearing. We didn't have it dictated by the Rules Committee. No, because this is the Judiciary Committee. These are people that are supposed to have expertise in constitutional issues. So, when you have the committee that has more expertise in constitutional issues, what did the majority do? We don't want the committee with the most expertise on constitutional issues dealing with these constitutional issues. We want to put armed guards outside a hearing and have it in a secret compartmented information facility. And we're not going to let the other side call their own witnesses so we get a fair picture of what actually went on. And we're not even going to let them ask questions we don't want them to ask. We'll instruct the witnesses not to answer. Because, you see, they want it to be a one-sided, non-due process sham court. And it's about to push this country to a civil war if they were to get their wishes. And if there's one thing I don't want to see in my lifetime, I don't want to ever have participation in, it's a civil war. Some historian, I don't remember who, said guns are only involved in the last phase of a civil war. What's going on here has not protected the Constitution. It's not protected the institutions. It's not protected protected this little experiment in self-government. No, what it has done has put it all at risk.
Because what some people in this body don't seem to understand is when you set a precedent as dangerous as what we have been watching for the last three years, it won't be me, but there will be Republicans, if this isn't stopped, there will be Republicans that will take the precedent of what the Democrats have done here and use it against a Democratic president. Try to set him up and create a coup. Like I say, it won't be me, but that's the way history works. Then somebody sets a precedent, then eventually somebody, also not concerned about due process, is going to try to mimic that and go one further. Okay, did you just see the video? It is absolutely insane what's happening in America today. Wake up, America. The coup against the president is absolutely real and is happening right before our very eyes. You know what? I created a video not too long after President Trump became president in 2016. And I was saying America was headed for civil war. I saw the writing on the wall as many of you did. And yet it's like, here it is. We're seeing it. I've been continuously saying that the Democrats doing this coup against President Trump is coming. And I've had many people tell me that it's not going to. I've had people send me messages saying that this coup is not happening. Will you're just fear mongering. I've had many people send me messages saying that. I had many people telling me that I'm fear-mongering because I said we're headed for a civil war. Now, we have a representative in Congress calling it out for what it is, a coup d'etat. They had armed guards so that Republicans cannot go in and question the witnesses to find out the truth? And you mean to tell me this is not war? That's exactly what this is. We all know that the Russia collusion delusion was didn't work for the Democrats. We all know that the the women that they all came out with trying to say that President Trump assaulted them with did not work. We know when Mueller came out with his report saying it was obstruction, that didn't work. So now they have a phone call between President Trump and President Zelensky saying that President Trump and him did a Pro quick pro quo, which we know didn't happen. But see, the left is saying that we're supposed to believe them and not the two leaders of the countries. Why? So why should we believe the left? Because all they're saying, this is what happened, regardless of what they're saying took place. The biggest thing that concerns me is not the fact that the Democrats are trying to do a coup d'etat against President Trump. But the fact that ultimately conservatives are going to do nothing. Yes, I said it. Ultimately, conservatives, I truly believe conservatives are going to do nothing. If this was the other way around 
and it was a Democrat president on the verge of being impeached and the Republicans were doing the same thing the Democrats are doing today, there would be violence coming from the left. Now, I'm not calling for people to be violent. I'm not saying that, oh, you need to go out and start attacking people the same way the left does. That's not what I'm saying. But you remember when Brett Kavanaugh was being elected, what did the left do? They showed up in large numbers. They tried to scream to the top of the roof, saying that he shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice. Them trying to impeach President Trump is going to take this country. And I truly believe into civil war, but it's not going to be because they impeach President Trump. Because I don't think conservatives are going to do anything. Now, hope and pray that I'm wrong. Let's head into the studio where we're going to show you and we're going to expose everything that the left is doing. We're going to expose it all tonight and we're going to have special guests with us. Exposing First, the they insisted that the president is a Russian agent. Then they claimed he's a money launderer and a tax cheat and a fraudulent businessman. And now they've decided they don't like the way he talks to foreign leaders. But they have no evidence and no argument to support impeachment. All they have is the unconditional cooperation of the media and their advance to advance their preposterous narrative. That's exactly what they're wanting to do. They're, they're pushing their narrative onto the American people. They, they're going after President Trump's taxes. Remember that? They still want his taxes to try to find something that he may have done wrong before he was president and try to tell the American people, this is the reason why you don't want President Trump. Not because he's done something wrong as president, but because maybe he did something wrong as a businessman. Tom, we are seeing the coup happen before our very eyes. And like I like to say, repeat, I like to repeat it. We are going to see history in the making right now. We're going to see. Well, it, it is a very bold gambit from the left. I mean, we are seeing many, many Democrat seats in the House of Representatives that are now closer than ever to being recaptured by Republicans. But as you alluded to, Will, it matters entirely on whether or not Republicans, especially the Republican Party elite, are willing to actually fight for this president. They could very well lay down, let the left drive this man out of office through impeachment. They may decide that it's better to walk away. I was just reading before the show Mitch McConnell's next Net worth has exploded in 10 years from $2 million to $25 million. So many of these elites may just decide it's time to cut their losses and walk away. Millionaires let themselves get voted out of office, let the Republican Party die, and let this great republic fall into despair. But if we can compel Republicans to have a backbone and politically fight for this president, this could be the end of the Democratic Party. As you say, Will, we are living in truly historic times here this is unprecedented it is a hundred percent tom and it, it frustrates me because we don't see now you know what now, let me give credit where credit is due we do have republicans on the hill speaking out against this i love the fact that they stormed the castle when the democrats were trying to have uh the secret meeting with the witnesses so republicans couldn't find out the information but now they have armed 
guards so Republicans can't come in? So what happens when a Republican tries to force their way through to find out the truth? Should, why, why are they trying to exclude the Republicans in the proceedings? You know what? Here's, we're going to go to this next video where Shifty Shift should, he's, he, he wants to be like Ken Starr is the way they're alluding to it, but he doesn't want to go and be a witness. He doesn't want to come and talk. He doesn't want to come and say why they should impeach the president before the, before the committee. So let's go to this clip. I tell you what, when it gets to the Judiciary Committee, I do have one thing for Mr. Schiff. If he wants to be, as said, a special counsel, he set himself up, then here's my challenge to Mr. Schiff. You want to be Ken Starr? Be Ken Starr. Come to the Judiciary Committee, be the first witness, and take every question asked of you. Starting with your own involvement with the whistleblower. Folks, this ain't over. Get ready. The cloud that is dropping will be dropping on their heads because process matters and substance will always win out in the end. And this president has nothing to worry about on substance. You know what, Tom? I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that we have the Republicans. But, you know, my my biggest fear is that they're saying this and we're reporting it. But, you know, the liberal media, they're doing just the opposite. They don't want people to know that Republicans are standing up and saying what they're saying. So they're going to suppress this information. Let me get to this next video before we run out of time. This is what Scalise saying uh, in a court of law, this would be declared a mistrial, which it would be. I mean, they're bringing people this with secondhand information, not bringing factual information. And they say that they have the facts, but they don't. So before we run out of time, let's go to this next video. It's clear Pelosi needs to declare a mistrial. This has been a tainted process from the start. What happened today confirms even worse uh, just how poorly Adam Schiff is handling this process and denying the ability uh, for Republicans to even ask basic questions that are critical to the heart of whether or not a president of the United States is impeached. Uh, This is, by the way, something that Hamilton himself warned against. Uh, when he was writing in the Federalist Papers, expressing concerns about how Congress would handle impeachment. This is exactly what he talked about. This stinks to high heaven. Uh, this shouldn't be allowed, not in the United States of America. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's absolutely right. But what's no, going to happen? I mean, yeah. Go, Go ahead. ahead. You take us out. Well, it's incredibly true, Will. What's happening is unprecedented. It was foreseen by the founding fathers, and this could very well. I mean, let's not be timid about saying it. If the Democrats are successful, we no longer live in a democratic republic. We live in a banana republic. That is what they're leading us into. You're watching Firepower. We'll be right back. Madam Speaker, I rise in strong support of House Resolution 660. I rise in strong support, but I do not take any pleasure in the events that have made this process necessary. I rise in strong support of the resolution, but I do so with an understanding that the task before us is a solemn one. How each member of this chamber approaches the vote this morning and the days and weeks ahead may be the most important service as members of Congress we will ever pay to the country and Constitution that we all love and have pledged to defend. For the past several weeks, the Intelligence Committee, the Oversight Committee, and the Foreign Affairs Committee have engaged in an intensive investigation. That work, which has been conducted with equal opportunities for both parties to question witnesses, has added a great deal to our understanding of the President's conduct 
as evident in the July 25 call record and the events that both preceded and followed that call. That work has necessarily occurred behind closed doors because we have had the task of finding the facts ourselves without the benefit of the investigation that the Justice Department declined to undertake. Despite attempts to obstruct, we have interviewed numerous witnesses. We have provided important testimony about the efforts to secure political favors from Ukraine. Who have provided important testimony about the efforts to secure political favors from Ukraine? We have reviewed text messages among key players which show how securing political investigations was placed at the forefront of our foreign policy towards Ukraine. This resolution sets the stage for the next phase of our investigation, one in which the American people will have the opportunity to hear from the witnesses firsthand. We will continue to conduct this inquiry with the seriousness of purpose that our task deserves because it is our duty and because no one is above the law. Madam Speaker, I urge passage of the resolution. No one is above the law, but yet they coach all of these witnesses. They're going to tell the witnesses what to say when it comes time to be in the public, Tom. So why why in the world are they even doing this? Why why are they delaying the inevitable here? Why why don't they just go ahead and say, you know what? We have everything we need. Trump is guilty. Why why (laughs) are they going to why go through the circus? Well, Will, that's just what it is. It's a circus. That's a political theater. You have Hollywood's representative, Adam Schiff, delivering his lines as though he's a middle school actor in a school play there, proudly reciting what he's rehearsed so many times. Although, unlike the kids in middle school, he gets to do this and have his script right in front of him. But that's what this is. This is a charade. This is all a show to make the Democrats think they have a chance. Everything he said was full of lies. This is not a bipartisan process. Republicans were not allowed to ask questions. It was behind closed doors because the Justice Department examined what happened this phone call and determined that there was no wrongdoing. In fact, now we know for a fact the timeline doesn't even make sense according to what the Democrats say. It doesn't make sense. We know that President Trump had withheld funding and the guy in Ukraine, the president, didn't even know about it at the time of this phone call. This is before Joe Biden ever declared his candidacy. None of this makes sense in a rational universe. These people think they're on the set of House of Cards and they're going to use their little political capital to score whatever points they can. Yep, you're absolutely right, Tom. And then now Jim Jordan, there's a video that we need to get to with Jim Jordan where he says the Dems don't care about anything but impeachment. And, you know, you've had Democrats come or Nancy Pelosi said that people aren't elected just to come to impeach President Trump. That's exactly why they ran to uh, for Congress. So they can go in and try to what, what Rashida Tlaib. Right. When she That's won, right. what did she say? We're going to elect. We're going to uh, impeach the MF. Right. So let's go to this video with Jim Jordan. It's going to explain it for. Uh, I want you all to think about something this morning. I was in an impeachment deposition, but then had to leave that to come to the floor for a vote on the rules for impeachment. <laughs> That's what that that says it all about this entire process. And it is it is a sad day. It really is for this country. What the, what the Democrats have put our nation through for now almost four years. You go back to July of 2016 when they opened an investigation into the president then candidate Trump, 
and spied on two American citizens associated with the presidential campaign. I bet that has never happened in American history, but that happened in 2016. And all we went through with the whole Mueller thing, and now this, and now this today, this, as the whip has said, this entire sham process, it is four facts have never changed and they will never change. Four fundamental facts. We have the transcript. There is no conditions in the transcript. There's no quid pro quo in the transcript. Even the day after the call came out, Democratic chairmen were saying, well, there's no quid pro quo there, but we're going to keep on, keep on doing what they've been putting our country through. Second, the two individuals on the call both have said, President Trump, President Zelensky have both said there was no pressure, no pushing, nothing. Third, the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians didn't know eight had been held up at the time of the phone call. And fourth and most important, what action did they take? What action did President Zelensky take or the Ukrainians take to ever free up the aid that was held up? They did nothing. No statement, no no announcement of any type of event. Those facts have never changed, will never change, but they don't care. They are trying to impeach the President of the United States less than 13 months before an election based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge who has a bias against the president. It's reported that the whistleblower worked with Vice President Biden and on it goes. The American people see this for what it is because the American people are fair people. They are just people. They are people with common sense and they will not tolerate this. And I appreciate the leadership of our leader and our team and how we all voted against this because we see it just like the American people do and we know it we just know it's wrong. It is 100% wrong. I mean, Tom, this is, this is such a like, historical time. What an amazing time to be alive. And most people, you know, when, when they look back in the history of this, they're going to be like, man, can you imagine what it would have been like to have been alive to see all this take place? Them trying to impeach a president that did nothing wrong simply because they didn't like him? Well, that's exactly what people are going to have to look in the history books. But the thing is, Will, and you know this as well as I do and as well as the audience, the viewers at home do, the history is written by the victors. And it's so important that we put pressure on the Republicans to continue to have this backbone. I was impressed with the vote today. Only a couple Republicans abstained from voting. None voted for impeachment. And a couple Democrats actually came to our side. It is Mm -hmm. the job of the American people to put pressure on the Republican party to tell them that this is unacceptable. We understand you were outvoted, but if this gets as far as the Senate, Mitch McConnell needs to know that should he and his crony colleagues in the elite ranks of the Republican Senate, if they vote for impeachment, there will be a political revolution in this country, the likes of which it has never seen before. President Trump will look like a anthill next to the mountain that will be formed by Americans' political resistance. Absolutely. So we have another clip with Nancy Pelosi trying to act like they're not doing this on purpose. So let's go to that video while we go out. This is a sad day. It's a sad day because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. No one. Except for the Democrats that's running. Except for the Democrats that are in the House. Except for the Democrats that are in the Capitol right now. That's the only people that want impeachment. The American people don't want this. The American people elected them to go do their job and they're doing the opposite of what they're supposed to be doing. We'll be back after this.
There's not any cause for any glee or comfort. This is something that is very solemn, that is something prayerful, and that we had to gather so much information to take us to this next step. Again, this is a solemn occasion. Nobody, I doubt anybody in this place or anybody that you know comes to Congress to take the oath of office, comes to Congress to impeach the President of the United States unless his actions are jeopardizing our honoring our oath of office. So I'm grateful to our committee chairs for all of the careful and thoughtful investigation they have been doing as this inquiry has proceeded. And today, the House takes the next step forward as we establish the procedures for open hearings conducted by the House Intelligence Committee so that the public can see the facts for themselves. This resolution ensures transparency, advancing public disclosure of deposition transcripts and outlining the procedures for the transfer of evidence to the Judiciary Committee to use in its proceedings. It enables effective public hearings, setting out procedures for the questioning of witnesses and continuing the precedent of giving the minority the same rights in questioning witnesses as the majority, which has been true at every step of this inquiry, despite what you might hear fulminating there. It provides the President and his counsel opportunities to participate, including presenting his case, submitting requests for testimony, attending hearings, raising objections to testimony giving, given, cross-examining witnesses, and more. And contrary to what you may have heard today, we give more opportunity to, the, to his case than was given to other presidents before. And thank you, Mr. Chairman. For well, I mean, how many people actually listen to her and believe that? Why are they having secret meetings behind closed doors? Why are they coaching the witnesses? Why do they have armed guards at the door not allowing Republicans to come in? Tom, how many people do you think believe it? Well, unfortunately, Will, I mean, there's probably 700,000 people watching CNN during this hour who believe it and a similar number on MSNBC during this hour who believe it as well. Fortunately, there are approximately four times that number watching Fox News at this hour and likely quite a few watching this broadcast at this hour who do not believe it. But the fact is, Will, she was lying. Those were bold-faced lies. This geriatric giraffe gets up there and spins a yarn and expects people to swallow it whole, but it's a complete fabrication. Any American can go and read the documents and see that President Trump has no opportunity to have right. his case be heard, has no opportunity to cross-examine witnesses, has no opportunity to have his legal counsel present. This is a sham, and the fact that this woman is allowed to get up there and speak like this without any type of repercussions coming from major conservatives, I mean, it's nice that they have a press conference afterwards. I respect that, but the fact that nobody is screaming at the top of their lungs. If I were in Congress, thank God I'm not, because I would have had to have been removed from the room during that <laughs> period. I mean, really, they would have had to hold Dude. me down and get me out. Uh, you know what? I'm just waiting for a Republican, some Republican to get up and tell them to shut up. You're lying to the American people. You're, these parodies that you keep doing out here, and then you're acting like the parody is the facts. 
when it's a total lie. You know, Scalise, he did a, a, a beautiful presentation about how the, how the Democrats are using Russian tactics. So this next video is a great depiction of exactly what the Democrats are trying to do when it comes to this whole impeachment query. Let's go to it. In fact, in this resolution, it allows the chair to veto even the ability for the president to have legal counsel in the room. If the chair chooses at his whim, they can literally kick out the president's legal counsel. This is unprecedented. It's not only unprecedented, this is Soviet-style rules. Maybe in the Soviet Union, you do things like this, where only you make the rules, where you reject the ability for the person you're accusing to even be in the room, to question what's going on. For anybody else to call witnesses, when only one person has the right to call witnesses. And as we saw just the other day, the chairman was literally directing the witness to not answer certain questions by the Republicans. What kind of fairness is that? Maybe you think it's fairness if you can run roughshod over somebody because you've got the votes, but that's not how impeachment was supposed to go. In fact, Alexander Hamilton himself, during the debate on the Constitution in the Federalist Papers, Alexander Hamilton warned of days like this, and I quote, The greatest danger is that the decision on impeachment will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. Alexander Hamilton warned about days like today. This is not what we should be doing. Clearly, when you ask the American people who know that they're paying higher drug prices, and they see that there's legislation, bipartisan legislation to lower drug prices that won't come to this floor because of the infatuation with impeachment. We don't even have a bill to formally pay our troops and make sure they have the tools they need to defend this country because there's such an infatuation with impeachment. Madam Speaker, when you look through this resolution and you see how one-sided, how Soviet-style this is running, this is the United States of America. Don't run a sham process, a tainted process, like this resolution ensures. It ought to be rejected, and I think you'll see bipartisan rejection of this resolution, and I yield back the balance of my time. That's so awesome. I mean, you know, that's exactly what it is. He basically threw it back in their face trying to say that President Trump is a Russian operative. He does everything that Putin wants him to do. He's the puppet of Putin. And he basically just threw it back in their face because there is that's exactly what they're doing, Tom. They're using these Russian tactics to try to impeach this president. No, you don't have a say-so in this. You, We're going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to tell you what the witnesses are going to say. We're going to tell you what we want you to believe, regardless of the facts, regardless of the truth. This is the Democrats doing the coup against the president because of the elitists, the globalists, and the deep state. Well, Will, it's kind of an internet joke. McCarthy was right, and I think that days like today prove he was more right than any of us might have ever guessed. I mean, not only have we imported many of the public works and public systems that the Soviet Union employed, we've apparently employed and, and adopted their system of law and order, where the accused does not get representation. The evidence is disseminated behind closed doors. I very much enjoyed what he said, and I think he 
is totally and absolutely in the right to call them out and say that they are adopting the tactics of Joseph Stalin. That is the modern Democrat Party. And I just wanted to bring this up again, Will. We have a certain representative in Congress. She is part of the Hamas caucus, from my understanding, Representative Tlaib, who said when she was elected, before she was even sworn in, if my memory serves, we're going to impeach that mf -er, baby, don't you worry, saying that she was speaking to her nine-year-old son. That's why these people are here. That's what the so-called blue wave was about, destroying this administration and destroying this country. Yep, 100%, 100%. So here's a video. Um, this is with Khalid again talking about how what they could accomplish. Just imagine what how much they could accomplish if Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats were so infatuated with impeaching President Trump. I mean, just imagine if if they only had 10 percent of support from the Democrats. Imagine how much more President Trump could accomplish. Let's go to this video. The House deserves better. The people of this country deserve better. We should be tackling real problems. We could have lower prescription drug prices today, but Pelosi won't bring those bills to the floor because she's infatuated with impeachment. Our troops could be properly funded, but Pelosi's infatuated with impeachment. In fact, we could have better trade relations with Canada and Mexico and create 160,000 new jobs today, but Pelosi's infatuated with impeachment. We deserve better. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and take us out, Tom. You know, he's absolutely right. We could have infrastructure. We could have so many wonderful things. We could have a healthcare system that works. But these people have been infatuated with impeachment since November of 2016. You remember it was within hours they started talking about Russia and why it was going to be the end of the administration. Now it's Ukraine. It's another country in the region, I guess. <laughs> close enough. You're watching Firepower with me and Will Johnson. We'll be right back. one investigation that deserves the attention of this country, and that's the one that we voted on today. Today, I ask you all to stand with me and commit to creating a future where this no longer happens to women and girls. Yes, I'm stepping down, but I refuse to let this experience scare off other women who dare to take risks, who dare to step into this light, who dare to be powerful. It might feel like they won in the short term, but they can't in the long term. We cannot let them. The way to overcome this setback is for women to keep showing up, to keep running for office, to keep stepping up as leaders, because the more we show up, the less power they have. I'm leaving, but we have men who have been credibly accused of intentional acts of sexual violence and remain in boardrooms, on the Supreme Court, in this very body, and worst of all, in the Oval Office. Tom, did so you hear goes- her say, <laughs> oh, look at that. Stone, <laughs> Roger Stone did nothing wrong. <laughs> Tom, did you hear her say that she did anything wrong? Did she <laughs> own up to what she did? Did she say, I apologize for me having sexual relations with people under me? Did she say that I should have never taken the pictures in the first place? Did she say they're asking me to step down because I got caught? No, no. She's trying to put blame all men for getting away or men assaulting women when there's a whole. Where's you know what, Tom? Tonight, you and I are going to create hashtag him too. 
<laughs> well, you know, there's a certain level of irony to this, Will. I mean, she sits there and she says, women are equal. Women are just as good as men. We need to show up in number and make these men scared. Exactly. Meanwhile, she is actually, I mean, she is essentially admitting guilt. Maybe we can't say 100% she's admitting guilt, but she's resigning after she was accused of having inappropriate sexual relations with people who were in her employ. That is completely unethical, and now it is illegal. And what is with this new phrase that they came up with around the time of Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation, credibly accused. That makes no sense. You know who's been credibly accused, Will? That was Shepard Smith of Fox News. He was credibly accused of sexually assaulting a man who he brought home while drunk under false pretenses. You know who has been credibly accused? Well, it's this woman, Representative Katie Hill, credibly accused of having an inappropriate sexual relationship of somebody who she was paying a salary for. You want to use this term credibly accused? Nancy Pelosi has been credibly accused of leading a witch hunt to end America as we know it. I mean, this is a bizarre new phrase. There is no no such thing in the legal world as a credible accusation. It's just a, a, a new fantastic phrase that the left has created to serve their agenda. And I'm glad we're seeing these people get a taste of their own medicine. It makes yeah, me very absolutely. happy, Will. Yeah, absolutely. You're on the roll. Go ahead and introduce that next video. So our next clip is yet another absurdity when it comes to the death of the leader, the founder, unless you count Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, of ISIS. And it's it's rather absurd. I don't want to spoil it, but it's something that I think I, these people are totally losing the plot. Apparently, the entire left is now pro-ISIS. Let's go ahead and start this clip. Clip 14 has taken credit for it. Joe Biden certainly is uh, deciding to get political and call him question the president taking credit for that. Well, you know, Mark Tyson has a column in The Washington Post that says Joe Biden is the absolute wrongest person on earth to be talking about this because he's the man who opposed the raid against Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Biden's foreign policy judgment, as everybody knows, has been poor for three decades. And for him to weigh in on this now, the president deserves the credit he gets as commander in chief for authorizing a raid. The military carried it out. It's not more complicated than that. Why do you think he went there? Because he's running for president, so he has to take shots at the person who is the president. Mm -hmm. It's just politics as usual. Uh, But Biden is weak on these issues, and he exposes himself every time he opens his mouth on foreign policy. Tucker's got a piece that says, left incapable of celebrating Trump for any reason, call it al-Baghdadi derangement syndrome. Why was there not a reprieve for 24 hours? Yeah, that's a great question. Salute the decision. Great, great question. You know, this animosity toward the president runs so deep that it's distorted people's better judgment. There should be times where we as Americans stop and just say thank you. Well done. I remember that feeling after the raid against bin Laden. And it was a great American moment. This, too, was a great American moment. But people just cannot resist the siren song of taking cheap shots. And that's what this is. But Beto O'Rourke went a step further and said not only is he not giving the, the president credit here, but this raid was successful in spite of President Trump. Here's Beto O'Rourke. Some have made the case, and it's very compelling to me, that this raid was successful in spite of or despite the president, not not because of him. His precipitous withdrawal um, that created a void that Turkey and Russia, Iran and ISIS and Assad uh, have all come into. It, it is really a miracle that we were able to do this. So that's where we are today. It wasn't a miracle. It was an order. 
Yeah. It was an order from the commander in chief to the military that carried it out. I mean, this is just empty politics at a moment we should just frankly suspend politics and be grateful. Yeah, you know what? I can't believe this idiot is the was running for president. I mean, my goodness, first <laughs> we want to take your guns, and now they're like, oh, yeah, we love al-Baghdadi. He's such a great spiritual leader. And That's President right. Trump's talking bad about him is terrible. You know what? It's no well, surprising that the left is doing this. Go ahead. Well, it is absolutely to be expected from Joe Biden of all people. I mean, I remember reading that as a very young person. I think I was just in my first couple of years of high school when bin Laden was finally killed by United States forces, or so they say. But I remember reading that Biden said, don't do it. And he went out and did interviews where he said he, he bragged about telling President Obama, don't issue this order. The time is not right. But if you just go further back, you know, Joe Biden had a very, very large role in the administration. It wasn't like Pence, where Pence is mostly relegated toward meeting with foreign dignitaries and delivering the occasional speech. Joe Biden was delegated a lot of foreign policy decisions, a lot of economic decisions, and he, the Obama administration has a track record of failure. Libya, Egypt, mm. Syria, everywhere they went, they left death, destruction, and in many cases, an uptake in human slavery in their past. So for this guy to get out there and say that President Trump made the wrong decision, it's laughable, Will. Yeah, absolutely. So this next clip that we have for you is um, exactly what I'm talking about, what conservatives should be doing, because we don't have enough conservatives that do that don't do enough. They don't say enough. Uh, to give example, Kevin DeLeon, he was one of the authors of the Sanctuary State or Sanctuary City Bill at that time in the state of California. Um, he had a, a, a meeting and I went there to ask a question where they saw me with my Trump shirt on and they wouldn't allow me to ask him a question. So I just yelled out loud, why are you putting illegals before the American people? And of course, all of these liberals that's in this building started coming and yelling at me, being real aggressive. But my point is, is we can't be scared to speak up. We can't we can't sit idly by while these people are doing all this crazy stuff to this nation. Because, see, us being silent gives them approval, and we can't do that. So here's this video right here is an excellent clip of someone that's standing up for their rights and want to keep their freedoms in this country. Let's go to that clip. We're here to hijack this town and to try and make an issue out of getting guns out of good people's hands that can make a difference. And you know that, Fado. Okay, we have something for her. No, this is right bullshit. It's about mental health.
That's exactly what we need to see more of. We need to see that happening on the house. What you're saying is BS. It's a total lie. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to lie to the American people when we know it's blatantly a lie. At some point, this, this bubble needs to break. At some point, it needs to just explode. The dam can't hold no more of the BS, the bull crap that is coming out of the left. It can't sustain it for too much longer. The American people are boiling over. People need to stand up. And my biggest fear is that conservatives, Republicans are not going to do enough. I'm calling everybody. I'm calling on you to start speaking up, to start standing up, to start rallying behind this president before we lose this republic to these tyrannical leftist liberals. Wake up, America. We'll be back. Viewers, viewer discretion advised. We, this is when I talk about how we are in a spiritual war. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So for everyone that's listening, there is a drag queen sitting on the end of a, a, a bar that, uh, and he's like acting like he was pregnant and he stuck a knife inside of his, his gut there and like he's pulling out the placenta. He's pulling out the umbilical cord and now he's pulling out a fetus and, and he's squeezing it and he have, it is running down his mouth, down his chin. It is so demonic. This is so demonic. And maybe because it's Halloween, they're doing this, but you know, what's really, really creepy about all of this demonic stuff that you see that's happening here for the viewers that, for the listeners that can't see this. There is a gentleman on there, if you want to call him a gentleman. He's sitting there just looking at it, and he's, like, smiling about the whole thing. I mean, this is completely disgusting. And this dude took this, this, whatever it is, and put it in the cup, and now he's drinking it. He's, like, bathing in the abortion butchering that he just did to himself as if he was an actual woman. See, the, the perversion, the sickness that we're seeing in the world today is this it. This is it. It's like they have to figure out, Tom, how can they can be more extreme? The next extreme. How can you be more extreme to get more people to talk about it? And the only reason why it's worth even mentioning is because the spiritual demonic people that have been taken over by these demonic spirits are actually here. We're seeing it happen unfold before our eyes. Regardless of what the Democrats are doing, this, this, I mean, the Democrats, they're taking the orders from Satan. This, this demonic drag queen thing is taking his orders from Satan. And what's really remarkable, you have people, Tom, that would call this dude a female, saying her, when we know it's not a her. People play along with it, knowing that it's not a her, it's a freaking him. Have you seen well, this, Tom? 
I have. We published an article about this in National File early today, and this is one of the most gut-churning things I've seen in my entire life. You, the, I, you cannot describe this in any other way than how you just did, Will. You said demonic. This person looks like the physical manifestation of a demon. I don't care if you say this is for Halloween. This is horrifying, and the fact that this somebody thought this is a good idea, there is a bar full of people who are reacting as if this is completely normal behavior. No, this is beyond sick. This is satanic. This this is what Alex Jones has been talking about for 30 years. These people are demonic. They are possessed. They are serving Satan. They are. This is a ritualistic sacrifice of yes. the unborn. That's what yes. this is. I'm sure Moloch is proud. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The left are probably like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's so artsy. This is wonderful. So creative. This is what the left is all about. And this demonic thing is reaching in and they pull out the, like I said, the umbilical cord, the placenta, and they squeeze it over his face where it's just like running down his chin and his cheek. And then it's going to run down his arms. This is Satan. And, and he just effect. can't get enough of it, Will. He just keeps going. This should be like a 15-second video, and it just goes on. This person is so into the mental Yeah, look insanity. at the dude on the picture smiling. You see him? Look at him. Uh, he's smiling. Like, oh, and he's like, this is wonderful. Look at him. Perversion one-on-one. I mean, it's just extreme. It is. is. I mean, Will, this is the type of thing. If somebody sees this in person, I hope this bar never has another uh, waking customer walk in there. Because how could anybody patronize an establishment like this? How could anybody in their right mind see this and do anything but vomit? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Leftists are going to be like, oh, where's that bar? I want to go. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because that's the mindset of the people that believe in this satanic stuff. This is crazy. Sorry for showing it to you, but you need to be aware that it's happening out there. We'll be back after this. Firepower. Weekdays from 7 and 9 p.m. Central Time. Only at Bandock Video. All right, we are back. Firepowernews.com with Will Johnson and Tom Pepper. Now, for anyone who was just watched that last thing, I know it's Halloween. Maybe, you know, maybe that's the reason why they're doing it. Maybe that's the reason why they find it okay to act like this is this, this disgusting, hideous thing is, is okay. This is like Satan's night, right? So why not? Satan's night, this is the prime time to do it. So I know we have a guest coming on, Tom. Uh, while we're waiting on our guest to come on, uh, the, the control room is connecting with our guest as a Kim, uh, Kim, uh, Kim Coulter. Yes, Kim Coulter, sorry. <laughs> Kim Coulter. <coughs> um, that video, dude, I mean, I, it's like, oh, yeah, I can't, yeah, blah. I was like, I had to take a quick break and I was like, throwing up on myself. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it shakes crazy. you to your foundation. I mean, you can say that this is Halloween if you want. You can call us prudes if you want. But the fact yeah. is, 
Halloween is gone from being a fun holiday where you dress up as a witch and you take your kids out, or if you're an adult, you might have a few adult beverages. This has gone from a fun night where you dress like a, uh, a, a promiscuous person to murdering a child ritualistically in public and having it be celebrated. This is, yeah. I mean, this is the state of our culture, Will, where this is now the new bleeding edge. Five years ago, you dress up as an axe murderer. In 2019, if you're not murdering a child and wringing out the blood over your face, you're just not cool. Yeah, exactly. You can't go up as, as an Indian because if you go as an Indian, then they're going to call you racist. You're not being sensitive. But this is beautiful here, right? This is despicable. Okay, introduce our next uh, guest, Kim Coulter, Tom. So we have with us for the next half hour, Kim Coulter, who is a writer for National Files. She is also a writer for the Rundown News. She is as well a podcast host for Culture, the brand new website. And Kim is a cultural warrior. She has lived in and amongst the left-wing lunatics her entire life. And I'm curious to as to what she may think, being that she is surrounded, unfortunately, by some of these mentally deranged people, even though she has some good genes you may guess from her last name kim coulter but i'm just curious what she thinks of the current state of the impeachment scandal so kim welcome back to firepower thank you so much for having me back on Thanks for coming. So I'm just, what are your thoughts? Today we've seen the House officially move forward with a vote to continue this impeachment process. It was more or less on party lines. You had two Democrats vote with the Republicans. What does this represent for our country? Well, I think it represents the continuance of a normalization towards um, erasing the 2016 election and generally trying to make us feel more comfortable with uh, having less say. It, it basically says that very much like Brexit and very much like, I mean, Brexit's the closest thing I could come to a comparison. Uh, it doesn't matter what the populist vote is. It doesn't matter what we want. It only matters if they can try to throw a smear on top of it and, you know, try to revert back all of the beautiful progress we've made since his election. Let me ask you, um, in your circle, what do you think or what is everyone in your circle saying about the Democrats trying to impeach President Trump on? I I call it fraudulent information because they haven't actually shown tangible proof that uh, President Trump did anything wrong. They keep saying it's a query because they have to try to find if he actually did something wrong. It, with yeah. the the people around your age, what are they saying? Are they falling for it? They're like, I'm not even falling for this. I don't even care. I mean, the fact is they don't really need much evidence at this point because they're already convinced that Trump is evil and he's xenophobic and he's, you know, sexist and racist. So they don't feel as though they need any further proof. They kind of feel as though his entire presidential campaign to this point speaks for itself. And much like when I ask them for evidence in any other regard, when they talk about right wing policies or right wing politicians, they don't have anything substantial to go back to. Or they'll bring up something like the very fine people hoax that I can very easily disprove. And then it's just like, oh, well, it's just, you know, I just know that he's a bad person. So it really doesn't break down to actually having an intellectual debate. And I'm not trying to debase a lot of my friends. I'm just saying the I'm not getting met with anything other than he's just bad. He's been bad this whole time. So, of course, he's going to get impeached. 
Mm. Right. Orange man bad is basically what they <laughs> fall back on. So, Cam, let's talk for a minute about some of the great accomplishments of this administration that are going to be invalidated should the Democrats get their wish. And we can hope and pray. And I don't think they will. But you just wrote an article for National File about President Trump taking on Planned Parenthood and depriving them of millions of dollars. Tell us about this and how the Democrats could easily reverse this should they be successful. Well, basically, there is a new introduction to Title X, which specified that if you wanted to continue getting federal funding for your um, family planning that is already supposed to be separate from abortions, you have to physically separate the clinics for family planning for the clinics for abortions. And that's a totally reasonable request because these this money shouldn't the, the, it shouldn't become intertwined in the first place. So. If you can continue receiving that federal funding, it shouldn't be a question of that. But, of course, the left doesn't want to see it that way. The left wants to try to paint it as, you know, oh, you're just being unreasonable. Um, you're just being anti-feminist. You're trying to take away health care from people when it has absolutely nothing to do with that. And it's so easily provable that it has nothing to do with taking away health care from women or men who need it, because it's not as if men don't need access to affordable, um, you know, sexual health care. So. Let me ask again around your age group. Do they say that health care abortion is a right or do they see it as a benefit? No, they think of it as a right. They think um, it's more and more popular these days to consider abortion as an alternative form of sexual or reproductive health care. And I think that that speaks to the desensitization of us as a society, particularly starting in my generation. I feel um, I know. I have very different beliefs from a lot of the people that I hang out with. And I used to have different beliefs only a few years ago. But now that I understand the true evil behind these abortion clinics and the people behind, um, uh, you know, the lawmakers who who benefit financially from these abortion clinics, the more I see it has nothing to do with being altruistic. It has nothing to do with standing up for feminine health care. It's not, not feminist at all. In fact, it's tricking women into becoming sterile through repeated use of Plan B that's funded by the government. So, Kim, just in the last segment, we were airing a disturbing clip where a drag queen, I guess for Halloween maybe, but who the hell cares, wearing a costume of a pregnant belly, stabs the pregnant belly multiple times and rips out a faux fetus and is, I guess, celebrating abortion. Can you just talk a little bit about, I guess, the destruction of morality in this country and how the left is cheering it on? Well, I mean, heaven forbid I dress up as Pocahontas, right? But this person can do enact a live abortion at a bar and it's no problem. That just it, it speaks to the shift in priorities. Um, as you said, this is a clear cut example of the decay of our society. I don't think that there's anything appropriate about that. I don't care if it's Halloween. Um, it just it 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 shows what we as a society normalize and we don't think of. Um, even almost fully term pregnancies as children and will still like perform these like semi satanic rituals in public and kind of, you know, like bathe ourselves in blood and oh, isn't it so sexy and isn't it so hip? But like, no, you're just you're furthering our paranoia. It's not even paranoia at this point. You're furthering this um idea that you're just pushing heathenism and satanic worship and, you know, lessening the value of a human life 
even if it's, you know, a baby. Yeah, this is, this is the world we live in. And, you know, it's probably always been crazy like this, but because of the, the creation of social media, or I like to say socialist media, we're just seeing people come out more and more to see who can do the craziest thing or who can, you know, and get it out there the fastest. And then everyone be like, oh, look at me, look at me, the attention. But Satan is running rampant. It's absolutely crazy. Okay, everybody, we're talking to Kim Coulter. We're going to have more questions for her when we come back about the impeachment and abortion and the crazy world that we live in. See you in a minute. All right, welcome back. Firepowernews.com. Will Johnson, Tom Pepper. We are talking to our guest, Kim Coulter. Uh, she just gave us some information about Planned Parenthood. Um, Kim, I'd like to ask you another question about Planned Parenthood. Uh, have in, and, okay, so. I mean, I don't mean to keep going referring back to your age, but you're a young, attractive lady. I'm just curious in, in your, in your, the, the people that you hang out with, I'm pretty sure they're young as you, like you are. Do they see abortion as something that is an attack on humanity? Do they see it as something that, uh, is wonderful and it's just, should be just accepted for what it is? I think that for the most part, the people that I know aren't necessarily don't necessarily think it has any negative implications on our society, but they don't necessarily celebrate it the same way I'd see in a lot of popular media um, like online or um, through Facebook or Twitter. But the fact is, um, I try to express to them that you have to look at more than just the, the benefits that you could possibly receive through pa- Planned Parenthood, because a lot of their big po- talking points that they push to people who they want to advocate for them is like, oh, well, we don't just do abortions, right? So they emphasize the fact that, like, you can get screenings, you can do this or that. But the fact is, you know, 98% of abortions in America happen through Planned Parenthood, and, and that's not a negligible percentage. Mm. So, Kim, I want to kind of just barely transition the subject a little bit to the topic of tech censorship, which is something that you cover to great length, at great length on NationalFile.com and in your other reporting. And you just recently wrote something today that is, I mean, it's kind of humorous. Uh, we have Mark Zuckerberg is going to now ban or zuck people who post the eggplant emoji or the peaches emoji in a sexual manner, which is kind of funny on one end, but then it's also like, I mean, this is, of course, the creeping censorship ever escalating. So when we have this happening, when Zuckerberg has the power to, if you use an emoji the wrong way, you are going to be blocked from the platform. What type of impact do you think this type of censorship will have on the impeachment narrative? Well, again, this is just another example of attacking from all angles our freedom of speech. So it it might come off as sort of um, obsolete and unimportant, but the fact is any attack on speech, especially one where you have to kind of presume the intent of the speech, 
is a direct violation in all regards. And it just, like I said in the, the last time I was on, it further normalizes not only a self-regulation of the of a, a social credit score, but it self-implements this idea that not all speech is free. And in this country, that's not true. And I'll fight anybody about that. Mm, very good. Do you ever hear people saying that uh, this is not actually happening? And then when it does happen to conservatives, it's justified? I mean, you know, oh. censoring people, uh, long as it's not happening to the left, you know, it's okay because you have to censor the, you know, the white nationalists and the white supremacists, all of the bad people. So they justify free censoring, uh, people's free speech at that point. Do you see them doing that? Oh, of course. And I mean, even to a certain degree, people that would consider themselves acquaintances with me normalize that when they see it happening to people like me or people that I care about when I talk about it, it's like, oh, well, of course that's happening. You know, they talk, the left talks about dog whistles all the time, but phrases such as white nationalist and Nazi or their little uh, groupy dog whistles to say, oh, this is just somebody you're not supposed to listen to. It doesn't necessarily even mean anything like what they're trying to represent it as, which is even more dangerous because these people, um, there are crazy people out there who are hear this kind of stuff and they think, oh, wow, this this Nazi has some sort of say. I have to do something about it. And they, you know, people show up to their houses. They get death threats. So it has, it's not just a, a matter of, um, you know, controlling opposition. It's not just a matter of limiting free speech. We're literally putting people's lives at risk over nothing. So what? So that you can control the narrative so that you can come out looking altruistic when you're truly evil. Exactly. I think that's a great point. Um, so, Kim, I just kind of want to ask, and I know we're running short on time, but as somebody who has lived, I mean, I, I don't want to give away your geographic location, but let's say a populous part of the East Coast, somebody who has lived in this area, do you worry about going out with a Trump uh, 26 or a Trump Make America Great Again hat? Or do you worry about this type of thing or do you even do it for uh, or do you hold <laughs> off for fear that you're going to be attacked? No, I definitely hold off. I can't, I, I actually can't afford that first in my personal life or in my professional life. I can't afford to get swept up in some lunatic who wants to start a, a viral video knocking off some random whitey's Trump hat. It doesn't, it, I, I don't, there's very limited social circles where I even feel comfortable going out wearing a Trump hat. Even in DC, I was, you know, I was hesitant about whether or not I would wear this thing with an American flag on it because I knew Antifa was going to be targeting patriots. Wow. Wow. I think, yeah, you, you know I, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? You shouldn't have to worry about that. Right. I mean, people wore Obama T-shirts, Obama paraphernalia, Democrat, you know, with the donkey on it. Uh, yeah. Didn't have to worry about people being attacked during that time. But now, yeah. you know, what? It's, I see it like this. The Democrats, they use racism to divide people, to control people. And by them saying, like, President Trump, he's white, so they make it, it's like white people are an easy target for some reason. And because, personally, because I don't think enough white people speak up. And I think white people should. I think mm -hmm. white people say, no, you're the one that's racist because you're the one bringing it up. And it's been white people that's helped more black people in the past than it's been black people that's helped black people. I mean, so they don't want to acknowledge the the whole facts of it all. So I know we're going to run out of time. Do you want to tell people how they can connect with you on uh, Twitter or Facebook, or whatever platform it is that you have, 
And is there anything that you want to relate to us? Well, I just, uh, you know, just keep standing up for free speech wherever you can. I understand that this is a constant fight and that you need to be wary of your job and your friends and all that. But if people aren't taking more risks, we're going to lose the the very fabric of what this makes this country beautiful. So I just, you know, wherever you can, I would suggest, you know, even if it's supporting somebody who does. Um, and you can you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. Those are the two best places to follow me other than BitChute, where you can follow my videos. And the handle for all of that is Coulter Culture. Coulter Culture. Awesome. Tom, you, anyone, you want to say anything else? Well, Kim, I just want to say thank you for coming back on and thank you for being a warrior in this fight. And I highly recommend everybody go check out Kim's writing at nationalfile.com. She is turning into a phenomenal, phenomenal writer. I don't know why. Maybe it's in the genes. I have no idea what that, what the cause of that may be. I'm actually adopted, guys. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm adopted oh, wow. into the Coulter family. I'm very blessed. I have no idea. Apparently, it just rubs off very well then. (laughs) It did. I had very good positive role models growing up, that's for sure. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, I want to thank you for coming on with us. And please, in the future, come back on with us again. All right. So, all right. We're going to have another special guest come on with us. We're going to talk about impeachment. We're going to talk about how the U.N. and how they are trying to take over America it's really serious with the Democrats, with the left, what the globes are trying to do. All right, we'll talk to you in a minute. We'll be back. Please pay very close attention because this is the most insidious plan to destroy you and this country that you'll ever hear about. We are being sold out by the very people you trust to represent you in this country. While they're all trying to impeach President Trump, they're doing this behind our back. I can only assume that they're on the payroll of the globalists or that they've been highly compromised and have little choice if they want to keep their very lucrative and powerful positions in this government. If you live in Texas, you may have heard of Representative Sheila Lee, but even if you haven't, you may have heard of one of the other 43 co-sponsors in your own state joining in this traitorous bill. It's called H.R. 1111, H.R. 1111, turns over or gives away the United States to the United Nations. You heard me right. This bill completely destroys the Constitution, seizes guns, takes control of schools and health care, and effectively disarms the United States. Although they first introduced this bill in February of 2017, the bill was introduced again in January of 2019, but it was never voted on. In fact, this bill has received absolutely no action, and yet the bill remains in active status. The first version, which was introduced in 2015, came just before a general election in which Hillary Clinton was supposed to be elected in 2016. This bill would have given Hillary Clinton the powers to implement the actions, and the bill was kept in stoppage of the normal flow until the bill could be acted upon under a favorable president. The 2019 bill has the same goal, 
We now know that the Russia collusion, the Ukrainian delusion, were both planned before Trump even took office. The 2019 version of H.R. 1111 is awaiting the removal of Donald Trump from power and the election or coronation of Hillary Clinton. If anyone wonders if the Democrats are truly in the midst of overthrowing the government, this should remove all doubt. All right. So tonight we have another special guest, Steve Allen. He has a website called thinkaboutit.news where he delivers facts about what's happening in our world today to help us break free from all the lies so we can make our own decisions. Mr. Allen, thank you for joining us again. Good to be with you guys. How are you guys doing? Great, great. You know, so I watched your video and I was like, man, you're so on point. You have the facts. I love every bit of it. So let's talk a little bit more about H.R. 1111. Give us well, some more facts on that. H.R. 1111, um, probably another one of those insidious bills that just kind of is done behind everybody's back. The public has no clue of what these people are doing, and they continue to do everything they can to make, you know, get themselves in position. So when they decide to turn it over to the New World Order and the U.N., and the U.N. basically is the New World Order. I mean, they're they're going to be the ones who implement everything, you know, as a globalist power. And, um, you know, it's it's insidious because uh, these these congressmen and these these legislators that we elect to represent us, they're not representing anybody except their own interests and the globalists. So it's uh, it's a sick thing. Will. it's a very sick thing that's going on in this country because these politicians are nothing more than, you know, feigned actors. They just they pretend to be what they are. And, uh, you know, the, the general public doesn't have a clue because mainstream media continues to, you know, put their pretty face on the air. And I, I watched Nancy Pelosi today uh, during Alex's show where he showed a couple of clips where she's with the American flag behind her. And she feigns this wonderful, sincere, patriotic message to the people. And we're doing it all for you. It's, it's kind of like the, the doctor while he shoots that vaccine needle in your little girl's arm. You know, yeah. we're doing this for you. Yeah. Before, so, let me, before Tom comes in here, I just want to say for everyone that just saw the video when we first came in with Mr. Allen, that you can see the whole clip of that on his YouTube channel. Think about it. Okay. Sorry, Tom. Well, I just wanted to ask, and thanks again for coming back on the show. So you see things like this, and any red-blooded American should be absolutely outraged that this is happening under our nose without hardly anybody except yourself and other shows like like Firepower and other programs like this talking about it. What can regular folks, what can the viewers at home do to at least show some opposition to this? Well, Tom, what they should do is they should contact whoever their representatives are, and they ought, let, they ought to let them know at least, listen, we're aware of this, and we're going to get the word out to what you guys are doing or what, what these other representatives are doing to supposedly, you know, you know, basically pull the rug out from underneath this country. I mean, what they're doing is, is it's traitorous. It's totally treason according to the Constitution, and then they like to throw the Constitution around, too, as if it's it's their little covering, you know, their little cloak of protection, too. But they never follow the Constitution. They're the ones who are trying to remove the Constitution and all the powers that our forefathers gave us through the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So what they can do is they can contact their local officials. Uh, you know, I mean, 
just do whatever they can. Get on the phone, make phone calls, tell your friends and neighbor, hey, have you heard about this? I mean, you know, word of mouth is almost all that's going to be left to us who have been stripped off all the social media platforms. And pretty soon uh, it's going to go back to what it was before, word of mouth. And, you know, tell your friends and neighbors. And uh, believe it or not, it only takes one person to make a difference. So yeah. that's what I'd recommend. Great. So let me ask you this. Do you think some of the do you consider or find it um, a coincidence that some of the verbiage in that H.R. 1-1 bill is something that kind of leads towards the like the end of time, uh, specifically talking about like the Antichrist coming in and taking over? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's really what it's all about. Everything, the technology that's being set up, it has to be in place for the Antichrist, that man of sin or the man of lawlessness, he's called in the Bible. It has to all be in place because, remember, even though it says Satan's going to give him his power and he will have supernatural, miraculous powers, but he's not omnipresent. He can't be like God. He never will be because he can't be everywhere at the same time. And so only his little minions will be available to, you know, communicate. And I mean, I don't know how far the technology is going to be. Uh, it's, is it going to be like, you know, the Borg was, you know, that episode of Star Trek where the Borg it was a collective and everybody was just all yeah. tied in to the AI. I mean, we kind of see that now, right? I we, mean, with, we the, do. with the left, because they, none of them talk bad about each other, right? They all, yeah. they all stick up. President Trump announces it. He, 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 uh, you know, he'll talk about it. So. I think they're all on the same page because they're all believing that they are going to be a part of this system. I mean, you know, everybody's anybody who listens to Alex has heard Alex talk about the they all think they're going to be a part of this system and they're going to be in this reward of of following along and just being a part of this collective new world order. But they're going to find out that they're just as disposable as, you know, a piece of toilet paper. Mm. They will be right. So we're getting ready to go on to a break, and then we'll have you on for the last segment as well. But I'm curious, earlier this week, we all saw a video of the U.N. on American soil claiming, no, we have this building. This building is now United Nations property. The Constitution doesn't matter here. You have no First Amendment here. You are not allowed to record here. You can't do anything here. You have no rights. So when we come back, I'm wondering if you can talk about what this bill, if it were to pass, would mean. Does that mean that the U.N. can essentially take over any block just like we saw in that video and say no you have no rights here this is the united nations property i mean it, it's it seems far-fetched but the fact is we've already seen this happen on united states soil it's probably going to continue happening right under our nose in salt lake city utah of all places where this starts and who knows where it ends so as i said we're getting ready to go out to break when you can we come back i hope that you'll talk about this and tell folks what this looks like in a practical scenario where we have the U.N. running roughshod over our territory, over our sovereign country, doing whatever it is they want and telling us that we are peons under their feet with absolutely no rights, absolutely no recourse if they do anything wrong. We are subjects to the one world globalist government called the United Nations. You're watching Firepower with me, Will Johnson. Special guest is Steve Allen. Think about it, folks. Listen to a lot of beats. Listen to a lot of beats. 
I'm gonna give you permission to check my face. So. Okay. Are you a public servant? I'm a United Nations Security Officer. Okay. Does okay. But this is my city, and so I have a right to film. This is United Nations compound. On a United, United Nations. Nations compound? Yes. This is a compound? Yeah. Since Sunday evening, we took over the, this compound. This is international territory. When you step outside, it's U.S. Here is international territory. This is U.S. compound. So that was the viral video of the UN claiming that if you walk in a building, you across this imaginary line into UN international territory and outside is the United States of America. So tell me, Mr. Steve Allen, is this what we can expect should this bill go forward? Is this going to happen all across the United States of America? Well, I'll tell you what I think will happen if they try to implement something like this. First of all, uh, I've said this before, if anything happens to our president, there's going to be big problems in this country. But you see, we've got two different belief systems. This is the problem. We've got people that have been programmed and they'll accept anything and everything that they're told. And then we've got people that understand the rights they have through the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And really, most older Americans uh, like myself, we understand that America has certain inalienable rights. We were free. We were made free by God, by the things that are in the Constitution. And so there's completely, you know, there's two separate belief systems in this country, not to mention all the different variations of, you know, rebellion against this government. But Basically, there's those who will accept everything and there's those who won't accept anything. So, you know, you're going to have a conflict. You're going to have a big problem when that time comes. But the U.N. basically was signed over through Obama. And basically all these these so-called Congress people, 44 of them, 43, uh, they signed on to this thing. And so that gives it some you know level of legitimacy in their minds and, you know, but the sad thing is, is this government is being, like I said, they're being they're being sold out constantly and the American people don't even know it. That's a good question. You know what? If the Democrats that don't believe that we're being pushed or people that, you know, uh, uh, side with the Democrat Party, if they don't believe that this is a globalist movement by the Democrats, do you think after this bill, if it is ever implemented in its full in its fullness? Do you think they will believe it then or do you think they're just going to be completely naive and just go right along with it? I don't know, Will. I think uh, I think a lot of them are going to be stunned. I think a lot of them will be shocked. But then I think a lot of other people will go right along with it because, you know, it's just like, you know, here's this lady, this supposed U.N. guard trying to claim an authority that really most people wouldn't even challenge anymore. Most people in this country, it's so it's so sad to me because most people in America, they don't even question anything anymore. Mm. They don't even use their own mind anymore. They just mm. believe whatever they're fed. We are so propagandized in America, it's not even funny. Don't talk about Russia. Don't talk about China. And they're bad uh, in their own way. But don't, 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 you know, try to stand up and have, you know, some kind of fake moral high ground when it comes to America, because our politicians are downright criminal, period. Mm.
No, that is so incredibly true, and it goes well to what you were saying in the last segment, talking about Nancy Pelosi today spinning a web of lies for the American people. Can you talk a little bit about the current impeachment push? It seems to me it's no coincidence that this bill is coming back to life right as they are attempting to remove President Trump from office. Well, yeah, they're going to stay on this track, and this is a track to destroy. This is a track to to get rid of the president. They want to try to do it in a way that appears to be legitimate, see? And that's the the operative word there is appears. Mm. Everything they do is a deception and a lie. And so they're going to try and make it look like it's all really, you know, to get rid of this bad man. He's the president. He's he said things and made deals that he shouldn't do. And and yet, for some reason, they don't seem to ever see the Joe Biden clip talking about his little deal that if he doesn't get five billion, you know. You know, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. They completely ignore Biden doing his quid pro quo with Ukraine. But they, but, and that's tangible proof right there. But so they're, and then, then they do a parody what President Trump supposedly said. I mean, it's completely insane. It's manipulation on a mass scale. And I think Satan had his hand all in it. You know, one thing in your video. So if, uh, once again, the video that we showed in the beginning, if you want to see that video in entirety, I encourage everyone to go watch it. It is on, uh, Steve Allen's YouTube channel. Think about it has all the details in it. And you know what, Mr. Allen, one of the things that really stood out to me is that all of the people that's really backing this bill, they're minorities. They're black people. They And, and it, it irks me because they act like America is so bad. Like you were just mentioning, don't say anything about Russia, don't say anything about China, but you can talk bad about America and these black people that are, have prospered in America, then they turn around and talk bad about America. It is sickening, it's disgusting, it's repulsive, it's all of the above what they are doing. And me personally, I see, I see it insulting to all Americans that they're doing this. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Will. Uh, not only insulting, but deceptive because, you know, if they're successful in accomplishing their goal and their agenda, we'll have Hillary Clinton as president and then we're going to have civil war and then we're going to see the UN on our streets all across America. And when that happens and the civil war breaks out, we're going to be at the mercy. We'll be so vulnerable. We'll be like a, a little kitten with, you know, a, a broken leg trying to get away from a tiger because then we've got Russia probably on the East Coast. China will probably hit us on the West Coast because they've already infiltrated California. They're, they're all over California. And, and uh, I've gotten several reports and there are so many different sources I've heard from that we've got Chinese all over that place. They own Hollywood. Now, according to what I read, uh, President Trump supposedly took the rights of Long Beach, uh, you know, harbor away from them, the Long Beach Pier, uh, which, you know, I mean, so much comes in. But they've had it for years. Mm. How many Chinese, how many forces could you have, have got in through all this time through that port? You could have gotten a lot. You could have gotten a lot of equipment. You could have gotten a lot of, a lot of men. And uh, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of people on hold right now. They're just on hold waiting to see if these criminal Democrats can pull this off yep. and get us to the next stage now, for them. 
I I am so glad you brought that up. That's one thing that I don't think enough of us really recognize is that a civil war in this country is – and I hope we can avoid it. I hope everybody wants to avoid it because it's not between patriots and tyr- tyrants. It's between patriots, Russia, China, UN, NATO, everyone else. Can you talk a little bit more about that because more people need to hear that message? Well – we, uh, we we will be set up if we you know basically the whole idea of what they're doing and in HR one 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 that whole bill is turning over our sovereignty into the hands of the United Nations, which means whatever they want to do and they will control everything. And in that bill, if it's if it's you read it carefully, they basically have control of everything: our food, our water. Everything, our mm-hmm. government. There's no more United States of America. It's all run by this, this, this entity. I forget what the name of it is, but it's an entity. It almost sounded like something you'd name a planet out of Star Trek. And, and so this, this whole global conglomeration run through the UN would basically be making all the choices and all the decisions for every human being in this country. It's amazing time to be alive. And it's absolutely insane. And, you know, one of the things you just mentioned about how you can't say anything against what what they're telling us, like the mainstream media or the Democrats. We're just supposed to believe it. Don't question it. Just just go right along with it, because we're they 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 put it out that they are not going to lie to us. They want us to believe that they put it out to us that they have all of the facts on everything. They know what's best for all of us. When in fact they don't. So this is this is programming, Will. This is this is. Remember now, we had we had the programming has been going on from even before Obama got in. Right. But after he got in, we had eight years of what I'd call intense programming and brainwashing to think like the New World Order. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Political correctness. I mean, think about this. If you if you can't stand up. And say, listen, I've got my own mind. I'm not going to buy this. But see, most people don't. They just go along. They just it's go along because it's easy. And everybody's afraid to do anything. And we've let them run roughshod over us as conservatives. We've just let them do whatever they want. You are They're- absolutely right. A hundred percent. And that's the that's kind of where I was started off on because not enough conservatives are saying anything. Not enough conservatives are standing up. Not enough conservatives are doing anything. Mr. Steve Allen, thank you so much for coming on with us. We've got to bring you back on it again in the future. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Go to, Take care, guys. Think about it on YouTube. Think about it on YouTube, everybody. Show some love. Firepower News with Will Johnson and Tom Pepper. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing.